Welcome back to Two Cops and a Donut. I'm your host, Dirk Mason, and with me again today is Teddy, the lady killer Maxwell. Today we're doing 21 Jump Street from 2012, and we're eating some donuts from the donut. And once again, I am pleased to announce Teddy's return, and I can't wait to do this episode. So let's get into it. And now, the Donut of the Week. Mmm, donuts. That is right, this is Teddy Maxwell, and I am back on Two Cops and a Donut. I've been fighting with the idea of coming back for a while. Uh, Dirk has decided to throw me off the show uh, unceremoniously. He decided my content was a little bit too coarse and a little bit too rough for you people, so he exiled me. (laughs) This is not true. (laughs) This is very true. He's trying to silence me with his police state bullshit, and I don't like it. Let's see, the last time you were here was... December 2018. 17th? 2018. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2018. And now it's July 12th, 2019. (laughs) Shit just got real. So this morning, Dirk was supposed to pick up the donuts. Uh, he failed to do so. Yes, I did. Why? <laughs> I worked last night. Yeah, he worked an overnight job. So here in the biz, we don't make a lot of money as police officers. Like 40 to 50% of our pay is taken away for retirement, union dues, taxes, etc., etc. So On paper, we make pretty good money. Like right. when you go to a tax man, he's like, hey, what's your gross salary or whatever? And you're like, oh, this. Yeah, it's like a million dollars, and then you're living like a goddamn hobo <laughs> in a train yard somewhere. Uh, that was the thing. So he had to work an overnight job. Uh, he didn't pick up the donuts like he was supposed to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he says, hey, Teddy, can you pick up the donuts on your way here? I don't know if you know this. I've said this many a time, but <laughs> Dirk lives in Wyoming. He works in Colorado, but he lives in Wyoming. He's like a solid, what, four-hour drive from work? It's like 24 miles. It's not that bad. It's ridiculously far. <clears throat> in terms of Colorado, 24 miles it should be, it <laughs> might as well be 400. Yeah. At least I don't live in New Mexico anymore, where everything's like six hours away. True that. Yeah, the meth capital of New Mexico, Roswell. (laughs) Anywho, uh, I stopped by, I literally opened my phone, put in Google Maps, and put donut in. And the first place that showed up that was close by was a place called The Donut. It's located (laughs) at 5270 East Arapahoe Road in Centennial, Colorado, 80122. The lovely lady working the front, I asked her, it's so weird. Whenever I go to these donut places and I ask them, hey, how long have you been in business or you know, who owns this place? Do you, are you the, you know, owner operator? They always get super weirded out. Why is that? Because every donut place stays open for like six months and then they have to close down. No, I get it. But <laughs> people are just not very social creatures anymore. I don't know. Yeah. So I asked her, she was very, very nice. Her name was Cindy. Mira or Moyan. <laughs> uh, she's been open since 1990. She told me. I was thought it was Cindy. Cindy? <laughs> Well, her donuts—they got really good. Um, they got really good reviews on Yelp. 
so I decided why not so we went there I got two apple fritters I got two jellies one filled with blueberry filling one filled with raspberry filling and then I got two white cream filled eclairs talk to me Dirk how'd you feel about these donuts well I ate two the first donuts that I've had since December <laughs> of last year and they were not bad maybe it's because I haven't had a donut in almost six months but uh you've got you told me to dig into the apple fritter and uh, you know how i like those oh he was making love to that apple fritter oh yeah it was nice. it was actually super thin like a pancake it was that was weird right nah, yeah it was kind of weird but i liked it yeah it was a, it was a decent apple fritter i thought the jelly donut was unbelievable a little um, more crispy fortunately for you listeners here uh, we've decided to reduce our dozen donut intake down to like two yes we should have done that i think that's what made us sick because we were buying crazy amounts of donuts yeah i was not feeling well i would end every episode in the fetal position with dirk editing furiously just <laughs> editing away and he was very angry with me he didn't like that you could feel the sugar like running through the your arteries on the side of your neck to your brain you're like Ugh. i actually feel pretty good after these donuts i don't feel too bad it's because of the cinnabon bones coffee all right here we go <laughs> cat's out of the bag okay so you know the name now huh? the cat is out of the bag <laughs> So I come in and Dirk is drinking Bones coffee. What's the deal with Bones right now? You're asking me? <laughs> so evidently because we didn't put an episode out for a few months, Bones was like, fuck these guys. We're done with them. I still love Bones coffee. I'm still going to give them a shout out. They've done, they've done us really good. They've sent us tons of coffee, tons of merch. They've done really good for us. And I hope they're doing really well with their business. They're doing awesome. So what are we drinking today? Cinnabon. I... I have nothing bad to say about the company either. We just didn't do it. To be honest, we didn't do much. Did yeah, like we didn't a put a lot of content. Lap and we kind of lost it. So Yeah, not a lot of content. So I think they got a little fed up with us, which is okay. We still love you, Bones, out of Cape Coral, Florida. Yeah, just because Donut 10 doesn't work as a 10% coupon anymore, you know? So <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll get in touch with them if we keep this up again. Maybe they'll they'll bring us back like we brought you back today yeah he brought me back to life <laughs> for sure put those pads on your chest and just clear <laughs> <laughs> okay the donuts give me a ranking okay so i don't even know i had to go back through our uh previous episodes. our previous episodes to figure out where we've eaten donuts we had dunkin donuts Krispy cream lamar's amy's voodoo okay i'm gonna tasty tell you something donuts. yeah tasty i'm gonna tell you something about voodoo though they just opened a new store um, in Denver, they have another one out, and it's very, very good. The problem I have with Voodoo, Voodoo's quality of donuts isn't that good. They it's... just do a lot of creative shit. What kind of crackhead terminology is that? What size you want, man? I don't know, man. I just gotta have it. Put some ice cream in a cup with some sprinkles. Put your dick in a Butterfinger and fuck it for me, please. Put it in the cup. I need it. I'm tweaking. I'm tweaking. I'm tweaking. If anybody's ever been to Voodoo, it's their donuts is as quality as their parking. <laughs> yeah, there's no such thing. <laughs> Yeah, I once drunkenly stumbled into a Voodoo Donuts in Austin, Texas, like perfect 2 a.m. No one's in there. You know, that's the thing, too, with Voodoo in Austin compared to like the Denver area is Austin has a million amazing places to eat. Denver is not a food place. There's not very many good food places in the Denver metro area. I've noticed that. Yeah, they don't have good pizza. They don't have good anything, dude. And surprisingly, for how big of a city and metro area this is, nothing stays open past 10 a.m. or Mm -hmm. 10 p.m. Exactly. I'm like, what is wrong with this place? 
People so I, are up driving around throughout the night. <laughs> Where are they going? Everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> Drunkenly driving everywhere. Yeah. Not much to do other than drink, apparently. So back to my story before I was really <laughs> cut off by Dirk. I stumbled into a Voodoo Donuts in Austin, Texas, drunk as a sailor. I ordered 12 donuts. Naturally, I was going to eat all of them, too. And I think I... I don't think I ordered. I think I mostly just pointed and mumbled. And when I went for payment, I handed them my card, and they told me in no uncertain terms that they do not accept plastic and cash only. <laughs> they I was... inadvertently handed you the cock and balls. <laughs> Here you go. So I was removed from that Voodoo Donuts as I castigated them. Oh, God, that's it awesome. It was awesome. So give me a ranking on this. I mean, I, I couldn't venture to say a one through ten. Uh, let's go with the point system because I can't rank these because it's been too long and I'm fucking tired of looking at you already. And we've been <laughs> recording for about ten minutes. <laughs> Actually, it's like I don't even see it. Oh, yeah, nine minutes and three seconds. You know, they were okay. I'm not going to put them anywhere on a scale. Middle of the pack? Yeah. One through ten, are you? Giving it a five or six? Yeah, let's do a five. Five point five. Five point five. I hear you. Um, that jelly donut's gonna give me a overall bring that total to like a seven for me. Maybe if I um, stop being a lazy son of a bitch and go back through our episodes, I can rank them like one through however many donut places we've been. But. <laughs> We might have to start doing something else other than donuts. I like donuts. You know, you can't you can't get like there hasn't been a okay. There's been one place where I've been like this is completely disgusting. It was that one you went in. What was it, Westminster or something? Yeah, yum some, yum. Some Asian people owned it or something. <laughs> and now we go for the racially biased Dirk Mason. <laughs> Yes, they were of Asian descent, Dirk. Do you have anything further to say upon that? <laughs> I'm just saying. Jesus Christ. <laughs> like maybe. They just were they weren't very good donuts and they were ranked super high. I never understood that. Those were awful donuts. Yeah. <laughs> Bashing Dirk over here. No, it was just I don't know, it was kinda weird. It wasn't like uh it was like, hey, let's buy this off wish.com like mm. type of donut. <laughs> Oh yeah, I would have definitely. It's only a dollar. I would have definitely taken the Intamin's Isle before <laughs> going back there. A dollar twenty nine a scoop at the Asian place. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. To this day, still don't understand. I imagine when they say dollar scoop, I imagine it's a they have a ice cream scoop that they just scoop <laughs> Chinese food into a plate for you. That's uh, a dollar per a, scoop. A giant ladle of <laughs> like rice. Like what oh, are, that's totally what worth it. Scooping. Oh, yeah, that's worth it. All right, so the donut, 5270 East Arapahoe Road, Centennial, Colorado, 80122. If you're close by, give them a shout. They've got good reviews on Yelp. Go in and see Cindy. Uh, her name, <laughs> yes, not Cindy, it's Mira. Yeah, Mira. Go do that. So what do we have next? We're, I think we're doing, instead of like the personnel files where we talk about our boring lives, we're going into some news, yeah, right? Yeah, I did, uh, you said it was... Sheriff Joe Arpaio Arpaio from yeah. Arizona. No, it was it was on school shootings and it was with uh Lieutenant Dave Grossman. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I heard that and I was like, that's a nice addition. A little more serious. I wasn't white knuckling my steering wheel as I listened to it because of my absence <laughs> on the show or anything, but yeah, sure. It was nice. Well yeah, uh let's get into some news. Uh, uh. <laughs> Okay. Action news. Let's bring it in. All right, hold on. Before you start anything, Teddy came in just spewing out information to me. Lots of info. Lots of info coming from Teddy today. Pushed in my door. Didn't even knock. Just didn't. started screaming news at me. And I was actually kind of surprised. Well, it's interesting. Like, I just walked in as if I was here yesterday or as if I live here and I don't. <laughs> I just... 
<laughs> I haven't been here in quite some time, and I just walk in like I own the place. Lucky my dog was outside. She would have ate you. So typically, I think <laughs> the news section, this is all going to be question mark at the end, because I have no fucking clue how this is supposed to work, but I'm going to say we're bringing up news, and we're going to talk about it, and we're going to discuss it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Dirk's got some stuff. I think it's supposed to be law enforcement related, but I'm going way out. Well, this we have to talk about because I had no idea. You, like, blew my mind. Blew it. Because I'm not, I don't watch the news. It's not that I don't, like, it's fake news. I'm not going to give you a question. You are fake news. Go ahead. But... I just, I don't know. I don't even have regular TV. So I'm a movie guy, as you guys should already know by the 13th or 14th episode of this, that I like movies. I don't really like watching Fox or CNN. CNN or MSNBC or any of them. Peter Jennings. Garbage, dude. It's fucking stupid. Don't even like it. Not even doing it. But yeah, Teddy has a bunch of stuff. So you go first. You blew my mind. Anyone that knows Teddy knows that Teddy likes conspiracies. Ooh. JFK was definitely not killed by Lee Harvey Oswald. I'll tell you that right now. The Texas Book Depository, that's a complete fucking sham. He was killed by CIA. 100%. Okay? That's not even what I'm talking about. Where am I going with this? I'm going with conspiracy. Okay? Yeah. I'm under the impression I think something big is going to happen in the next few years in terms of us being made aware of our existence on this planet and the existence of people from other dimensions and peep aliens we're, we're talking fucking aliens here aliens. so my reasoning for this dirk blew his mind earlier yeah djt donald trump donald pumps gets elected <laughs> and immediately says hey we're gonna you know right after he sees all the files basically says hey we're gonna make a space force <laughs> i would assume a new branch of the military that's gonna cost billions of dollars and no one really fucking said anything they're like sure i didn't even hear about it yeah so. space force Now, a lot of people could say, like, oh, yeah, it's because we're going to try to combat Iran and Russia with their satellites and all sorts of stuff because they're probably trying to compete with them, which is honestly most likely, okay? But there's just a lot of things that are happening in correlation with that, like, i.e., right now. This is, by the way, this is is the news, okay? This isn't just Teddy running his suck. (laughs) Per the New York Post. When was this posted? May 27, 2019 by Tamar Lappin. Okay. All right. The New York Post, probably the finest of all journalistic integrity. I would say a lot of journalistic integrity there. Okay. It's the. the I, f- I can't tell if you're being serious. Well, no, because <laughs> I would say the New York Post is, I think, just a smidgen above tabloids. Are you, is this another question? Question mark? <laughs> so the New York Post, basically, uh, the headline is Navy pilots spotted UFOs flying at hypersonic speeds per report. Uh, some of U.S. Navy pilots reported spotting UFOs while training over the East Coast in 2014 and 2015, they said in a recent New York Times report. So this is the New York Post, but they reported that in the New York Times, which is more would be considered a more credible news source, source even though it's still garbage. Right. The pilots told the paper they saw strange objects with no visible engine or infrared exhaust plumes reaching at least 30,000 feet and flying at hypersonic speeds almost daily while training off the aircraft carrier Theodore Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt. Daily. Big T. So that's one of the things. And now it's becoming more open. I I listened to the last podcast on the left with uh, Ben Kissel, Marcus Parks, and Henry Zabrowski, and they had Dan Aykroyd on recently. Dan Aykroyd is a big conspiracy theory big into aliens big into all that stuff not a lot of people know that about old uh danny Aykroyd. Mm. well he was in the movie coneheads that was so good (laughs) coneheads was so tight um but no they talk about like ghostbusters it was supposed to be called ghost smashers and like they made an alternate universe with like stay puff and all that but they talk a lot about conspiracies on that particular episode of that show okay 
And one of the things they talk about is, yeah, well, something big is coming because now they're allowing Air Force pilots and Navy pilots the opportunity to come out and say, yes, I saw a UFO. This is what I saw. This is what it looked like. This is how fast it was going. And these aren't these aren't conspiracy theory guys. These aren't dudes that hang out the like side the gate at Area 51 hoping to get a glimpse of something. These are trained observers, trained pilots who are just kind of normal people. Before, you know, like Roswell, what? Give it up to Roswell. <laughs> Roswell, like you were castigated, you were you were told, "Hey, you're going to sign this saying I saw nothing, nothing happened." But now they're encouraging it. I wonder why. I don't know. What do you think? I don't know what Donald Pump has up his sleeve other than huge guns. I was going to say, <laughs> when he's in mid-set, you know, curling 45s for sets of 10. Oh, it's a deep burn. Oh, it's so deep. Ah. Oh, I could barely lift my right arm because I did so many. I don't know if you heard me counting. I did over a thousand. <laughs> he is definitely going over all these files for sure. And he's allowing, I think, slow leaks. They're allowing stuff to come out now because, I don't know, I think something big's coming. Let's just say I'm not a huge conspiracy person per se, or I'm not like, I'm not a, out there looking for the Bigfoot or the Yeti. But if there was anything that was possible, I would say Aliens is number one. Why do you think that? Because space is fucking huge. Yeah. We can't, they're just finding planets and shit with huge, like, they're just discovering, it's like the ocean. Dude, we're the center of the universe. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, wasn't it you that showed me um, they just found a giant squid? Oh, I didn't know about that. That's terrifying. Where'd they find that? I'm not swimming there. Uh, it was like 4,000 or 6,000 feet under the sea. Yeah, hell no. Mm -mm. Like, not getting into that. <laughs> I'm just saying, that's so deep. Oh, it's so deep. Right. Well, space is even bigger. Space is huge, and it's ever-expanding, they say. They don't know how big our universe is. So the big news is that what? Well, there's a lot of articles going around right now. A lot of people are saying one big one that's going around. They have over 400,000 people dedicated to storming Area 51 in September of this year. They're all Facebook warriors, all keyboard warriors saying, yeah, we'll be at the gates and we're going to storm. They can't get us all. Well, um, they'll shoot you. <laughs> And something tells me you cowards who think you're going to storm the gates of Area 51 after seeing one of your comrades, I'm doing air quotes when I say comrades, <laughs> gets shot down in a hail of gunfire. I think you're all going to retreat like the cowards you are. There's just something a little bit more going on right now. I don't know what it is. It seems like, well, first off, let's start with this. 1954, Dwight D. Eisenhower, the President of the United States, former general during World War II, <laughs> meets with the first, I wouldn't say it's going to be the first like um, recorded time that aliens met with a leader of a you know foreign nation or whatever, because I don't think it was ever officially recorded. I know during that time they said over a weekend that Dwight D. Eisenhower was in Palm Springs getting his fucking teeth fixed, when in reality he was in an air hangar in Palm Springs meeting with I think the Pleiadians, meeting with the no yeah yeah meeting with the Nordic aliens for the first time. And I don't know if you know what the Nordics are. Do you know what the Nordics are? No, I have no idea. The Nordics look like, they're kind of like tall, like statuesque, like eight feet tall, blonde, blue haired. They look like, ah, children of God. Like very, <laughs> very, very, very cool, chill aliens. They're, they're peaceful. They have no ill intent towards us, but they're like, hey, you guys are about to fucking destroy yourselves. We saw that bomb that went off a few years ago. <laughs> I saw that shit from space and I didn't need a telescope. <laughs> so they're like, you guys are going to kill yourselves. Anyway, don't do that again. <laughs> it was all recorded. This is the old days of like the CIA where like everything was compartmentalized and there was a lot of shady shit going on, MK Ultra, a lot of stuff like that. So, 
I don't know. Things are more transparent now with social media. You have fucking President Trump on Twitter every day. <laughs> uh, things are just out in the open more. I think something's coming. I don't know. There's a lot of articles being written about it. That's in the news. I don't know how that relates to law enforcement. Maybe like in South Park, we'll have space cops come down <laughs> who are like intergalactic cops that will like, you know, fucking arrest our entire species for being assholes. I just think it's one of those things. I'm the kind of person to where I kind of have to experience it or see it to believe it type uh-huh. of thing because I don't know some things with technology and stuff. It can be altered pretty easily and look very real. So yeah, well, when a little four foot gray aliens probing your anus with a big <laughs> metal rod, then you'll tell me if it's faked or not because I think that's what's gonna happen. <laughs> hey, I look forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my news. Like I said, not very law enforcement related, but I had to bring something up. It's been really, really coming across. I've been hearing it in podcasts, seeing a lot of it in the news lately. So I had to bring it up. I think you have something more relevant to law enforcement. Yeah, and you actually brought it to my attention because, like I said, I don't read or watch the news. I'm just this city, just the country boy. So this is from policeone.com. Okay. It's called AB 931. It's the use of force law in California. Apparently, mm-hmm. that's the only place that it's changing. Has anybody else heard about this? Because I, I didn't hear about it until you walked in this I, morning. I knew like the basic premise of it. I don't know what the actual bill says. I know that it's extremely dangerous to police officers. Uh, you read more into it than me, so you can kind of present the news on that one. So from what I understand is that the ACLU and other democratic parties of california and the air no it's the sorry c a i r the council of america islamic relations Mm -hmm. i don't know so this is all from their website uh they're just saying they're proposing a change to this ab 931 to remove or add language and the language is to adjust the justifiable homicide by a police officer which is the use of force right uh required Require peace officers to attempt to control an incident by using time, distance, and communication and other available resources in an effort to de-escalate a situation whenever it is safe and reasonable to do so. Wow, that's not broad or vague at all. (laughs) (laughs) I see no problem in that. Are you kidding me? That's a little... Okay. Yeah, the first problem is to require, they're saying... You know, it's a requirement that police officers control an incident by using time, distance, and communications. It, a lot of it comes down to the new trending word in law enforcement, de-escalation. De-escalation. I understand. There's, okay, I'll bring up just a quick video that uh, I w- that was brought to my attention over social media. And it is like two police officers, they responding to a man with a knife or a okay. disturbance it's on the is this body cam footage yes yeah, but you don't want to play that here do you no no, no i won't play it i'm oh. just gonna talk about it uh <laughs> <laughs> that'd be boring as fuck no just hearing yeah. the body cameras going <laughs> as they're running uh, they show up to a scene and there's a guy with a knife okay. and the two cops are just yelling at this guy we can help you. We oh, can help you. That. Yeah, Drop that's the knife. extremely Drop the disturbing. Knife. Yeah. They backpedal for like two miles. Yeah, I saw that. And this guy's still progressing, like coming at them mm-hmm. with the knife. 
Yeah, it was a suicide by cop thing. He was telling the cop, shoot me, shoot me, shoot me. Yeah. And then he eventually charges the police officer, right? Yes. With the knife. He does. They end up shooting him, it looks like, in the arm. And then he, like, another, he's like, tase him, tase yeah. him. So they go after they shoot at him, mm-hmm. go after him with a taser. It appeared that he dropped the knife, but still, like... He was still fully in combat mode. He was able to effectively yeah. almost disarm one of the police officers during that altercation. Yeah, he, like, wraps his bloody arm around yeah. him. and <laughs> I don't know. Just the changes to it. It's just, like, uh, after the, like, in my situation, if, mm. or if it was me and you, I know that guy would have been dead probably... I understand way before what, that. I don't want to Monday morning quarterback it. I'm not going to Tom Brady this shit, but <laughs> let me just say this. And it was, I saw the video. I know what you're talking about. I think that what happened was that officer fired probably seven or eight rounds. I'm going to say four or five hit the guy. Yeah. He falls to the ground. He j- does drop the knife. But he is rolling around on the ground. He's not listening to commands at that point. And I think in order to get him under control, because he didn't have the knife in his hand, mm-hmm. everything in the news now is like unarmed person. Right. This is a perfect example of like what can happen with an unarmed person. So they, they go to tase him. The guy's putting his gun away. He doesn't get it completely secured in his holster. And then the guy wraps his arm around his neck. He like gets behind him, yeah. gets him in a chokehold. And then the other officer had to shoot him. I think he shot him in the head. He did shoot him again. Yeah. Yeah. He shot him again. I mean, good shot. I mean, cause it was <laughs> basically what? Six inches, eight inches of like yeah, visibility. We are working together. Don't ever do that. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's not like SWAT where I'm going to shoot through you to get to him. <laughs> right. Yeah, not going to do that. Um, Let me uh, slip out of the bloody, you know, mess. Sure. And then you can take him out. Yeah, it's crazy. I saw that video. That one was very, very disturbing. That one really bugged me. The officer, fortunately, both officers were okay. The one that, it looked like he, the, the officer that had was getting choked, looked like he was dead almost when the body cam shuts off. Yeah, I don't, I... They said he was treated on scene and he was released. Yeah. The huge point about that video with the use of force policy is that sometimes I feel like de-escalation is good mm-hmm. when when it's... Appropriate. Yeah, when it's appropriate. And you don't know what situation is going to be appropriate. You can go in there. It's like Mike Tyson says. Everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. You can go in there with a plan on how you're going to do it, but there's so many variables that you yourself as a police officer are not in control of. You don't get to decide the outcome most of the time. And I just fear that if they do make a change and something happens, that's what they're going to do is Monday quarterback it. They're going to Tom Brady the shit out of it, Mm -hmm. and they're going to be like, well, why didn't you do this? Yeah, sure. Okay, so you're going to make a split-second decision to be like, Mom, I'm going to run away, sit in my patrol car, and yell over the loudspeaker for 10 minutes until this guy drops the knife. What do you do? Well, what's going to happen is, is like they're saying time, distance, all that. Yeah. Basically, let him get away. Yeah. All the time. And then it won't be an issue until that person, whoever it is, it could be any situation where he runs into a neighborhood, ends up carjacking someone and running over people or killing someone or breaking into someone's house. Yeah. And then it's just one of those things. Everything's reactionary. Then they'll be like, well, why didn't the police do anything? Yeah. You know, it's just one of those things. They just want to hamstring a little bit more and make things, I, I don't know. California is a fucked up state. I lived there for three years. I'll never go back. <laughs> I won't even do stopovers there. Well, so, I mean, Colorado's second Yeah, we call here. it Calirado for a reason. I mean, every Californian sold their house and moved here within the last five years. So it's turning into that way <laughs> here as well. Uh, just for a quick update, if you're looking to do meth or heroin, it's going to be a misdemeanor here in the next few months. Yeah, so. I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> you won't have to spend any prison time if you want to do hardcore drugs. Yeah. Uh, come on, people. 
Let's get this shit together. Let's well, keep this stuff felony rated. Well, <laughs> people doing drugs, that never causes any other additional crime, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just so... I'm not in legislation. I don't make laws. I just enforce them. But some of these laws are just so out of left field and so ridiculous. A little bit of a tangent there, but uh, it needed needed to be a... Do you want to talk about Fart Man? Let's talk about Fart Man. Oh, yeah. Flatulation. <laughs> he wears cologne called sulfur. <laughs> Hold on. I, I, not sulfur. What would you call it? Um, <laughs> oh, man. So I I saw this and I was like, nah, I don't believe it. It's one of those Yeti type situations. The headline is, Loud Fart Reveals Wanted Man's Hiding Spot Leads to Arrest. <laughs> okay, I think that happened. I think homeboy there was eating taco smell, and he, you know, was probably interrupted halfway through his chalupa in a foot chase, and then hid in a bush, and then something happened. Do you want to read the actual, read some of the article? I'm actually very curious about this one and like how that happened. Okay, so it says the unnamed gassy suspect was wanted for a felony warrant for possession of a controlled substance. This is uh, in Clay County, Missouri, Okay, I believe, M.O. Some calling it the fart heard round the world. Nice. <laughs> the viral wacky story originated in Clay County, Missouri, northeast of Kansas City, where according to the Clay County Sheriff's Office, a suspect's loud fart gave away his position and allowed police to arrest him. The unnamed gassy suspect was wanted for the, the warrant for possession of control controlled substance uh if you got a felony warrant for your arrest the cops are looking for you you pass gas so loud it gives away your hiding spot you're definitely having a poop emoji day is what it was said what was that posted on the fucking police department site <laughs> facebook Jesus yeah christ yeah and they did the little poop emoji and oh, yeah. said hashtag it happened dude that is some severe flatulence right there that is like that is indicative of severe ibs i mean if you were in a I would call running from the police probably what you would consider a life or death, not a life or death situation, but a situation where you need to hold your shit together. (laughs) Okay, that was like, that wasn't a pun, okay? But you need to hold your stuff together for at least a few minutes. If you can't hold in a fart, like, dude, you must have IBS. You must be fucking (laughs) Ruben Pfeffer from Along Came Polly. (laughs) And why? What's wrong with letting her pick the place? You got irritable bowel syndrome, dude? If you chose an ethnic restaurant, you're going to be running to the bathroom every five seconds. Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. That I, is so cool. It doesn't give much other than that. I That's on Police One as well. So. Well, I'm interested. I want to meet that cop because he's a goddamn bloodhound. If he's just like walking by a bush and his nose just goes... <laughs> <laughs> what is that? <laughs> oh, he's over here. <laughs> that is awesome. Well, I would say that probably concludes our news for this episode. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I like I like the little dish. The little dish of the news? Yeah, no one wants to hear about my fucking shitty life. My <laughs> worthless cares? life that's just... <laughs> <laughs> all I do is work and drink coffee and go to the gym and <laughs> shave my back hair. That's it. <laughs> just worthless existence. No one wants to hear about that. Let's talk about the news. Shave <laughs> back here oh my god (laughs) up next we are going to be discussing the 2012 buddy cop movie 21 jump street starring channing tatum and jonah hill stand by 
Not so slim shady. What's up, dude? I haven't seen you since high school. Hey, titty twister! Stop! Stop! Oh! You're good at this, huh? Yeah. Test results, gentlemen. Such a bull. You're really good at this. Yeah. Hey, you wanna be friends? Yeah, dude. You're ready for a lifetime of being badasses. Oh, I am. I thought this job would have more car chases than explosions. You're dead. Yours isn't loaded, right? No, that's no fun. What's up, Chief? We got our first bust. I got him! Yes! yes! You forgot to read him his Miranda rights. Do you even know the Miranda rights? <laughs> Look, it obviously starts with, do you have the right to remain an attorney? Did you say you have the right to be an attorney? You do have the right to be an attorney if you want to. We're reviving a canceled undercover program from the 80s. Where do we report to? Down on Jump Street. 21 Jump Street. You are here because you some Justin Bieber, Miley Cyrus looking mothers. You will be going in as undercover high school students. You have exceptional muscle tone there, young man. When'd you go through puberty? Like it's seven or something? There's a new synthetic drug at Sagan High. The mission is find a supplier. I think the dealers are the popular kids. We still party. That would be the quickest way to get in with them. Come on, let's go. Don't give nobody no drugs, no alcohol. I promise you we'll be super professional. All I do is party. Ha, 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 ha. Take it here so I know you're cool. Have fun. Are you guys on drugs? I don't like that. Put your tongue back in your mouth. A lot of things that made me wonder about you. Your taste in music. The fact that you look like a 40-year-old man. Let me check out your chest. Check out your test. After what you pulled yesterday. There's no way you could be cuffed, right? Will you go to prom with me? That was crazy! Oh, when did I get stabbed? That's awesome! Yeah! Why do you always jump across the car like that? Because it looks cool. You try. You okay? I think I crapped my pants. So 21 Jump Street was released in 2012. A little synopsis on IMDb. A pair of underachieving cops are sent back to a local high school to blend in and bring down a synthetic drug ring. First of all, I'm gonna say that I love this movie. Second of all, the budget was 42 mil. Mm -hmm. And opening weekend made 36 mil. Oh yeah, almost made its money back. Yeah. Uh, worldwide gross, uh, according to IMDb, is 201 million. It's pretty total. good. So yeah, what do you have to say about the uh, the, the flick? What do you want to talk about first? <clears throat> well, let's talk about the original. I, completely honest, hand to God, have not seen the one with Johnny Depp. Dirk is actually raising his right hand I am. to God right now. I've never seen it either. That was before our time. I mean, I was like one when that shit came out. 87. I wasn't even thought of yet. Yeah. Yeah, you were still swimming around your daddy's nutsack. <laughs> one year later, though, I was born. <laughs> yeah, I, I know it was a TV show, um, 21 Jump Street. Sorry, what, Richard Grieco and Johnny Depp? Was Richard Grieco in that? Yes. Yeah. Uh, never saw it. Don't care to see it. Huh. Like, you know, it's not like... There's some 80s shows I'll go back and watch to this day. Uh, but that's not one of them. So, All right, moving on. Moving on from that. <laughs> uh, first off, uh, Jonah Hill mm -hmm. co-wrote co this. Oh, did he really? Yes. I didn't know that. So uh, the other guy was Michael Bacall. I don't know who he is. Mm -hmm. he, uh, let's see what else he's known for. Oh, Inglorious Bastards. And Death Proof. 
proof. Oh, that would make sense. Because that reminds me of that movie, what's it called? Uh, the uh, Django Unchained. Yes. The Bacall Gang. Yep. Uh, he... Smitty Bacall Gang. Yes, yes, he was... Uh... Is that the same thing? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yep. That's cool. Yeah, remember when you said Bacall? I was like, oh, that reminds me of uh, Django Unchained. And he goes, oh, we're looking after the Smitty... I think it's Smitty Bacall. Yep. Yeah. It is. Very cool. I mean, first of all, the cast, I think they hit it, like, boom. They did. Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum. I wasn't really a big Channing Tatum fan until this movie. Yeah, he didn't really showcase any kind of humor until this movie, right? I mean, he was more of a serious, like, heartthrob... If Teen Beat were still out, he'd certainly be on the cover of that Right. Uh, prior to this movie. And then he kind of came in and showcased some of his acting chops. Yeah, it made me, like, it made me actually like him more as a person, I think. <laughs> I'm, Channing Tatum, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry, but, like... You rate how good of a person they are to, what, what kind of sense of humor they have and how funny they are in camera. Okay, gotcha. Well, I feel like a person, or an actor... It reflects the roles that they play. Because only, like, there's certain actors that pick certain films that they mm-hmm. want to be in. He actually, note, turned down this twice. Oh, and he did. then Jonah Hill made him do it, basically. Were they in anything else together before that? No. Interesting. So, by him, like, actually, I don't know, Jonah's, I've heard Jonah Hill's kind of an asshole. <laughs> no, no, no. He's very, very nice in real life. What? Swear to God, going back to my California days, my ex-girlfriend went to high school with Jonah Hill. First off, Jonah Hill's real name is Jonah Feldman. Yeah, it is. I swear to God. Carl Fartman. Yeah, it's Jonah Feldman. So super, super Jewish name. And he changed it to Jonah Hill to be less of uh, less Jewish, I suppose. I don't know. Um, but no, uh, she said um, she was he was the nicest guy in high school, always wanted to be an actor. She ran into him multiple times post-Super Bad. Uh, post, um, like, you know, his fame. He became super famous after Superbad. Right. He ran into him multiple times, always gave her a big hug and said, hey, how you doing? Sat and talked with her, stuff like that. I've heard he's a very, very nice guy in real life. Well, Michael Sierra made it sound like he was, a, like, a piss-poor person to work with. Oh, I, on Superbad? Like, he was super demanding. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know Hollywood, but, uh, or behind the scenes of stuff like yeah. that. People... Money Interestingly enough, we've been talking about this for five minutes, and we've yet to even talk about the movie at all. Hey, we're getting into the backstory. <laughs> okay, so Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill. Uh, what's the premise of the story? So the premise of the story is that you have uh, two officers. Well, first off, they're adversaries in high school. They start off in high school, <laughs> adversaries. Channing Tatum's the good-looking jock, and Jonah Hill is the Eminem. <laughs> <laughs> not so slim shady. Yeah, not so slim shady. <laughs> Looks like Eminem. Not very popular, and they don't like each other. Fast forward seven or eight years, they're probably in their mid-20s, and they meet up in the police academy. Some very, very vague, like, metro police academy or something. Yeah, didn't really mention how each, like, something didn't happen afterwards, so they both decided to be cops. Yeah, I'm sure. (laughs) I mean, what do you do for seven or eight years after high school? You know what I mean? Right. So, and I don't know if anyone knows this, but becoming a police officer, even with a degree in military, it's actually difficult. Yeah. We have a lot of applicants. Sorry, I'm burping like fucking longshoreman over here it <laughs> was that it was that uh creamy donut that you just oh, had <laughs> god uh it's difficult to become a cop there's so many things that go into it we have a lot of applicants if there's 20 spots open there's 2,000 applicants so it's very difficult but they make it seem like in a lot of movies that you just go fill out a one-page application and then you're hired or something yeah when in reality it's like 60 pages yeah and and you have to polygraphs count. psych exams all this stuff yeah. credit checks everything uh so they end up meeting in the 
police academy. Uh, Jonah Hill is extremely smart, aces all his exams. Ch- Channing Tatum's dumb as a fucking box of rocks and fails everything. Channing Tatum, on the other hand, is... He's good at the physical stuff. Hands-on shit. Yeah. Shooting, ta- ground tactics, whatever you want to call right. it. Right. Um, physical fitness, and Jonah Hill is, is a... Even though he lost a ton of weight, he is still a doughy son of a bitch. <laughs> So they end up helping each other out and become really, really close. And they think that being a police officer is going to be this nonstop action, <laughs> Martin Riggs sliding over the you know the roof of a, uh, a car as they run through traffic. <laughs> and then they find out it's much, much different. And they get placed on bike patrol in a park. In a park. Yeah. Which is super lame. But then ultimately it comes down to a, they look really, really young and they have a specialty assignment coming up where they need people that just look like high school students correct me if i'm wrong i think they try to bust the biker dudes in the park and then they screw it up completely and Mm -hmm. arrest the wrong person or something and then they they get demoted by right (laughs) swanson (laughs) all the charges get dropped because he didn't read his miranda rights and he's like do you know the miranda rights I don't know the Miranda rights by heart as a police officer. I don't. I carry a card around and I read verbatim off the card so I don't fuck it up. Well, legally we have to. Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> too many cops have fucked it up in the past. So yeah, then they get... They get... Well, it's not demoted. They get put into this unit to get them off basically their current assignment because they're stupid and yeah. they look young. Right. And then they have the salty old captain who's played by Ice Cube... <laughs> who is kind of their leader and puts them into high school. I guess there's a big drug ring going on in the local high schools that they want these officers to go in and investigate and then summarily catch them and arrest them. Yes. And another fact, Jonah Hill actually wrote the part in consideration for Ice Cube to play it. So he wrote it like as Ice Cube, as already was, you know, casted. I always wonder how they do that in movies, right? Like they'll write a movie, right? And as like they'll have an actor in there playing themselves. Like so imagine you have an actor playing themselves in a movie. Right. How do they know when they're writing it that they're going to be able to get that actor to be in the movie? Uh, that's where that forty-two million budget came in because. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that like ultimately they must have backups in mind, right? I guess, yeah. I mean, if they say no, they have to go with someone else so well think about the 2013 movie this is the end with james franco seth rogan all those people they had kevin hart they had mindy kaling they had michael Sarah, rihanna craig robinson and i i get a lot of them work together all the time seth rogan james franco craig robinson they all work together so i'm sure they called each other and said hey will you be yeah sure but what about all the other actors because they had specific things for those actors yeah it's true like the girl from uh fucking harry potter you know the little british girl oh yeah (laughs) who ends up trying to hit them with an axe or whatever but that's my point i wonder how they do that in movies but uh, yeah, I was reading the facts and stuff, and there was a lot of actually like Emma Stone like tried to get the part for the main female, but she didn't get it. They picked the other for Twenty One Jump Street. Yeah, and they got they put Brie Larson in, and she wasn't even famous at the time. Yeah, so it's like what I mean. They're probably trying to cut. It's probably where they get these big budget people too, and they're like, well, we only have this much, so we're gonna cast this person instead. Yeah, sure, sure. Do. I don't know. I once saw a documentary on Friday the 13th, and they wanted Charlie Sheen, you know, Johnny Depp's first movie? Yeah. Um, they wanted Charlie Sheen for that part, but Charlie Sheen was asking for like three grand a week, and they couldn't afford it because it was super low budge. So, like, we need to go with an actor that we can pay like five or six hundred dollars a week that's just happy to fucking be here. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I'm sure that happens. And Emma Stone, Emma Stone, she's from Super, Super Bad, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, she was definitely cost a lot more than Brie Larson at the time. Now, Brie Larson's fucking Captain Marvel. 
Right. And it's probably getting paid way more than that. So yeah, it's interesting how that stuff works out. But I mean, I'm assuming that comes into effect the money. Yeah. It's a lot of it. So we have, um, they're supposed to be playing brothers, even though they look fucking nothing alike. <laughs> Jonah Hill's character's name is Officer Morton Schmidt. Didn't know his first name was Morton. I don't think they ever bring that up. Oh, just wait till you hear Channing's. And Channing Tatum's is Officer Greg Jenko. <laughs> yeah. And they end up uh, getting aliases, um, and they're brothers. Jonah Hill becomes Doug McQuaid, and Channing Tatum becomes Brad McQuaid. They fuck up their assignments and their files, so all the smart classes that Jonah Hill was supposed to take... Channing Tatum got stuck there, and vice versa. Channing Tatum got all the dumb classes, like drama and all that stuff. Right. And it comes like a big running joke that fucking Channing Tatum is like... <laughs> Smart as shit. <laughs> right. So they end up befriending Brie Larson, who... Was it Doug? Yeah, Doug yeah. McQuaid. So Jonah Hill's character falls madly in love with her, even though he's 25 and she's like 17 or 18. <laughs> right. A little bit of a... What would you call a little stat rape going on there? Yeah. Um, and then James... Uh, not James Franco, sorry. His little brother, uh, Dave Franco. Dave Franco plays kind of the cool hipster douchebag who uh, befriends Jonah Hill. So it's funny because you see at the beginning, they show the the difference in what, 10 years, seven or eight years or something like that, that it makes because in the beginning, 2005, the jocks were the cool kids right. and the dorks were just kind of, <laughs> you know, the, well, I wouldn't say dorks, nonconformist alternate kids were kind of left out of everything. And then it kind of flips it on its ear. Yeah. A little bit when they go to like more 2012, this is 2012, present time. Being a hipster, being kind of like a nonconformist is a cool thing. And being a jock is kind of considered being like a bully <laughs> or an asshole. Yeah, like one of the things they point out in the beginning, their first day of school is huh, one strap or two straps. Oh, <laughs> how, yeah, yeah. How it's changed. Oh, one strap used to be cool, but you should do two now. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? What are you doing? What? What are you talking about? Are you two strapping? My backpack? Yeah. yeah. I gotta be seen with you. You gotta one strap it. Seriously, I have no strap it if that would even be possible. Okay, what makes you the expert? I was a uh, cool in high school and you weren't? Okay, that makes sense. Continue. Dude, everybody's two strapping it. Just stay with the one strap. I, I can't, I can't, I can't right now. What are you doing? What are you doing? Don't succumb to the peer pressure. What are you doing? You're supposed to use two straps. One strap is peer no, pressure. No, no, you're no, no. Yeah, so turns out Dave Franco is running the drug ring with um, the coach, the old track coach oh. played by uh, Rob Riggle. Rob Riggle, <laughs> who's hilarious. Um, ends up being um decent cop. Uh, it, it's typical of any cop movie, right? Especially a comedy where there's big shootouts, there's no accountability, there's no investigations done for major incidents happening. Right. <laughs> um, I thought it was very, very cool that they did a cameo. Yeah. You come to find out towards the end, Johnny Depp and another cast member, I don't know who that guy is, from 21 Jump Street do a huge cameo in the movie. So I'd say in terms of comedy cop movies, I mean, there's, there's a handful, right? You yeah. Have Super Troopers, great cop movie. The other guys, we already did that one. Great yeah. cop movie. Not too many. Hot com- Fuzz, we did. Hot Fuzz. Not too many cop comedy movies out there, and this is a good one. This is a really good one. Well, it's like one of the other stuff that you see, like, I think actually Ice Cube is in another one where he's like riding shotgun with someone else. In, yeah. Like Kevin Hart? Kevin yeah, Hart. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, sure. Like that one's CC. dumb AF. Yeah. Like, I don't, Batista's coming out with one with the Indian guy. From Silicon Valley. Yeah. yeah. And like that just, I don't know. There's good comedy cop movies, and then there's those. Those are filler movies. Those are ones that the studios are like, hey, we'll put $10 million, $15 million into it. 
it fills a slot in the theater. We'll probably make our money back, maybe a few extra dollars on top. We're not going to make a ton of money. You know what I mean? Yeah. It seems like a lot of thought goes into some of these movies. They're just like boilerplate. I almost feel bad for the screenplay writers writing this stuff. Oh, don't sometimes. feel bad for them, man. Those guys sell like three or four screenplays a year, get a few hundred thousand per screenplay. 90% of them never get made. They get shelved. <laughs> That's pretty dope. I mean, it's a good job. I would do that. Yeah, I mean, if you're a boss writer. You yeah, know. sitting at Starbucks all day, sipping on a latte, <laughs> sucking up all their free Wi-Fi while you type your shitty screenplay, your avant-garde screenplay. <laughs> rating of this movie. Give me, give, me, give me a rating of this movie. Well, in terms of, let's, let's go cop movie, go cop movie rating. On reality? Yeah. <laughs> Zero? <laughs> One? Right, yeah. yeah. I'll go bare, lo- like, low here. Yeah. Reality, no. One. Zero, sure. I, I'll, I'll agree with you on that. Cop comedy, no reality involved. <laughs> I'd <laughs> Just say entertainment s- value. Seven point five. Really? Yeah, I liked it. I think, like I told you, Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum. Even Twenty Two Jump Street, I thought. Yeah, was, that was pretty good. Yeah, it was almost more funny. Wow. Yeah. Okay, we might have to bring that one up later on. Yeah, I, I don't know why I like the second one, but. Well, I, I think it ranks a little bit higher. If you go cop comedy movie, I'm going to give it like a nine. Ooh. Well, IMDb gave it a 7.2. I don't oh. know on Rotten Tomatoes what that gave it. I think you might have been a little bit influenced no, by I didn't even IMDb's see rating I didn't even system. See you are a rating whore. <laughs> you listen to other people. You need to formulate a thought on your own, Dirk. Let's just say I'm not a huge fan of Dave Franco. Really? Yeah. Oh, he played such a good douchebag in this movie. He is a douche. Yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah, and you know who he's married to? Who? Allison Brie, who's like... The most stunningly gorgeous actress in Hollywood right now. It's yeah. super funny. Lucky him. Good on the Francos. Yeah. See, it goes to show that you don't need a lot of talent to make it in this world. <laughs> you just have to have an older brother that started first. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's enough for the movie of the week. We're going to be finishing off this episode, as per usual, with the call of the week. Ooh. So stand by for that. So, uh... We're returning for the call of the week, and Teddy has an interesting story. So I wouldn't say this one's overly funny or anything, but we were talking to Dirk and I were just talking about it, and whenever <laughs> we go to work, we don't exactly know what we're going to encounter. <laughs> every day's different. Every type of call is different. So it's my Friday. I'm chilling out. It's about 6 p.m. Nothing's really going on. The radio is very quiet. I'm sitting with my partner, and we <laughs> hear that there is a naked gentleman standing on the street somewhere maybe about three miles from where i was do you remember what the dis what dispatch like put it out as yeah dispatch put it out as a, <laughs> a beha- some type of behavioral issue it's like very broad they don't know what it is so they're like wow his behavior is odd and they put it as a behavioral issue and they just said basically six foot one 225 uh, pound black man <laughs> standing naked on the sidewalk screaming at passerbys oh, so i'm like oh boy here we go <laughs> So patrol gets there first, and they're airing out, yeah, he's not being cooperative, etc., etc. I'm a silver-tongued devil. I know how to talk to people. So <laughs> when I show up on scene, I, I tried everything I could to, you know, de-escalate the guy. And the guy was... What was his, like, behavior like when you saw him? Like, what was your first thought? My first thought was, this guy's fucking huge. Like, if we have to fight this... Well, first off, well, no. My first thought is, this dude's hanging like a 12-inch dong, just flapping <laughs> in the wind. <laughs> like, with the sleeve of a wizard, just fucking... <laughs> like... <laughs> I was like, whoa, this thing is huge. Uh, and then I'm like, wow, this guy is a big dude. He was very, he was like a big muscular guy. Pun intended. Yeah. Like, it, so my, my big issue at the time was 
fighting someone that's big, whatever. There's more of us than them. It's not that difficult, but you don't want to fight a naked dude who's just covered in sweat and piss and shit and all sorts of stuff. So <laughs> you don't know like what's on his body. I just didn't want to touch the guy, honestly. So I mean, I'm, clothing you know, provides a certain barrier. It that does. You yeah. can't describe <laughs> even a loose, even a thin cotton blend <laughs> to keep their disgusting just. Yeah, nasty body away from yours. Right. So he's standing on the pavement, barefoot, and I keep trying to get him to walk into the grass because I, I he wasn't listening to anything we said. I didn't want to tase him or anything like that because he was on pavement. If he fell, he would have hit his head off the ground. But also, too, you have to look at it. Like, if we fight this guy, could we get injured? So I'm like, hey, man, I'm a big guy. You know, me, I'm like 6'2", 220. So I'm like, hey, step onto the grass. Come on, man, just take a step back on the grass. Be more comfortable in your feet, your little toesies. <laughs> and he wouldn't do it. And following the call, everyone is asking me, why did you try to get him to step in the grass? My response was because I was going to tackle him and I didn't want to fucking land on the pavement and like crack my head open. <laughs> so anyway, we start closing distance on him. And my whole point was I was going to try to get control of one of his arms while another officer got control of the other one. So... <laughs> Right when I grabbed him, I'm thinking, this dude is just going to swing at me. I grabbed him. The other officer got his arm real quick. We got him in handcuffs. We get him in the uh, ambulance. We take him to the hospital. It turns out this guy, was he had a TBI, traumatic brain injury. Uh, oh. So, oh, I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he had a traumatic brain injury. So like his behavior was not, and that's the thing, it's not a mental health issue. TBIs are not mental health related. It's a medical issue, which your brain just isn't functioning correctly. Right. So there's no pill you can give someone. There's nothing you can do. There's nothing behavioral, you know what I'm saying, to, to, yeah, to alter a- what they're doing. So I actually kind of felt bad for the guy. The thing that pissed me off the most was on all the onlookers, there was probably 40 people standing around with their phones out, like just waiting for us to like do something like what they felt was going to be inappropriate to this guy. And half of them were his family. After it, they're like, oh yeah, like he has this, this, and this. I'm like, couldn't you have like tried to talk him into like sitting down or being compliant with us before like... You showed up. Yeah, they're yeah. Just, just scumbags, dude. Like all those people are scumbags. He, shockingly enough, the guy that was naked standing in the street was the least scumbag of all those people in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to throw this at you because I believe I had a call. Like, yeah, We did not discuss this prior to. I'm probably going to oh, surprise you. Yeah. I had a call with him shortly after you brought him to the hospital. Yeah. You went to the hospital in your jurisdiction. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what color were his shorts? Do you remember that? He, he wasn't was... wearing shorts. We had to wrap a sweater around him. We had did, to wrap... did they bring him shorts afterwards? Maybe. I, I didn't see what... what... So th- this guy was wearing just only orange basketball shorts when I contacted him. Okay. And did he kind of have his hair up in a ponytail? No, like bald the guy. Oh, Different bald... guy. Dang it. You fucked it up. Dirk, you fucked up my story. Well, in this case, this guy also had a traumatic brain injury and i'll just roll this in and piggyback off yours because it's also funny i get a call i was working the area where the hospital is Mm -hmm. for someone who was violently masturbating and scaring the nurses jacking his weenus (laughs) nice yeah wait in the hospital in the hospital oh okay so uh and when i get there um it's what you described as the same type of person but with hair Oh, gotcha. And he had shit his pants. Nice. The, the thin layer of basketball shorts. <laughs> Just lost You think it. if you shit basketball shorts that it comes strained out like spaghetti or something like that? Like it goes through like the little mesh. <laughs> <laughs> well, these were like the uh, the ones like the layer like horizontally. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. And he just, was he being difficult? Did he take a shit just to piss off the nurses and the staff? Or I think just... it was just like one of those functions that he just lost control of. I, mm. But I thought it was the same guy because of the traumatic brain injury. He like, he didn't know what he was doing. 
Like, he... And now, they're asking us to, like, arrest him for disorderly and, like... You have to, though. That's one of the issues people don't understand in terms of us as police officers. And someone might clearly be have mental health issues. Right. And this can be displayed by their medication. This can be evidenced by their behavior. Obviously, you can tell they're really, really far off. It's not something a normal person can fake. You know there's something wrong with them. Right. But if someone that has mental health issues does something illegal, yes, you have to charge them with a crime. It's the court's job to do a competency hearing to see if they can stand trial for whatever they did wrong. A police officer with no mental health training has, we have no business doing that, trying to decide whether they can, you know what I mean? I see cops doing it all the fucking time too. Well, the thing is, is that this guy's clearly in a place that he needs to be just to get treatment, right? Sure. But if the hospital, they can't offer the treatment that he needs because there's really nothing they can do. He's just, he has a traumatic brain injury. This is how he is. Yeah. Mom was there. What was mom's disposition? Was she being she helpful was, or just No, like, she was like you said, just standing there, yeah. not being helpful. And was like, well, no one really at the hospital wanted to press charges because they know they know his condition, right? right? Which is one of the good parts, I would say, about yeah. the mental health thing is most people, even if someone does something illegal, a lot of stuff we have discretion on whether they're going to be charged dependent on the victim wanting to pursue charges. Yes. And a lot of people are, are very cool with, okay, I get he has mental health issues. I get he has a TBI. I don't want to press charges. So you don't have to do Because that's obviously someone with a TBI or someone with a mental health issue is the best thing for them being in jail. No. Most of the time, no. Yeah. Right. But so I talked to mom and I was like, hey, and can you take him? He's like, well, he doesn't live with me. I'm like, well, he's your son. He has mm-hmm. a traumatic brain injury. I think he was like 23 or something oh, like okay. that. But he his mental capacity wasn't there to where he knew he couldn't drive a car. Like he can't, right. he can't just go kick the curb and walk down Colfax and be like, hey. That's also the issue too is we come in and we meet the mom we meet the son we have a three minute interaction with them she's been dealing with this fucking guy for 23 years she has to deal with opening that count chocula box every day seeing that the bag's empty and that little bastard didn't throw the box away <laughs> like they you know what i mean though they deal with like the, these issues so you at some point dealing with that for 23 years right wrong or indifferent they get fucking fed up and they're like i'm just done yeah, you know, and I think she was at that point right. to where she would probably would enjoy the break if we took him to jail. But she was very understanding. She mm-hmm. ended up taking going get in the car and taking him home. So, sure, sure. But yeah, I was just thinking. I thought it was the same guy you were dealing with. Yeah, I mean, and, dude, it sounds very similar, right? A dude just hanging dong, <laughs> and another guy beating his weenus like <laughs> fucking owes him money. And what did uh, you told me the? Someone on scene said that this guy was doing before you grabbed his hand. Yeah, so I grabbed his hand and get in handcuffs. And immediately, I guess before I arrived on scene, the officer said that he saw that guy digging into his ass knuckle deep with the arm that I grabbed. I was wearing gloves, but naturally, I guarantee I ate like a Jersey Mike sub after with my bare hands or something fucking disgusting. That's just the that's just the old uh, luck of Teddy here is. No. Ugh. Not many people go to work dealing with, or uh, the unexpected, like us, I guess. Sure. If you're a uh, CNA, maybe you might deal with naked yeah. people and doing sponge baths and stuff. Shout but. out to our, our <laughs> medical community, doctors, nurses, PAs, NPs, all those people who have to deal with this stuff on a daily basis. Every time I go in the hospital, they always have the best attitudes. They're like the nicest people in the world. And I'm like, you just had to literally <laughs> clean a bedpan full of just watery diarrhea and you still have a smile on your face. Like, Yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you, guys. And they're always super nice to me. So that's my call of the week. I, you know, that wasn't a real funny one. Oh, 
let me let me say this the, the conclusion of which was he was brought to the hospital he was stabilized in some sort of way have i haven't seen him since uninjured we took him into custody without anything really happening we didn't have to tase him we didn't have to fight him right when we got a hold of him he just didn't fight us thankfully the guy was a big mfer and that dude like i said could have like really done some shit yeah and reverting back to 21 jump street they were looking for non-stop action and realized yeah. that police work is one one percent awesome and I mean, he could have tried, but I'm 219 pounds of pure Czechoslovakian <laughs> muscle, so whatevs. Damn. <laughs> so that's going to be it for uh, this episode of Two Cops and a Donut. I'm glad to be back. I'm glad Dirk is no longer censoring me. I can come and talk about <laughs> everything that needs to be put out on the air. You uh, got anything for me, Dirk? Uh, I'm just saying that we're going to try to do this, hopefully, for every every week or every other week for a while. Yeah, we're gonna. I'm going to try to get back. Get back on that horse. Get back on that pogo stick because it's honestly been... I, I love recording these and I'll sometimes listen to some of our old episodes and I'm like, wow, that was somewhat funny. So Yeah, we're. I mean, we're at an hour right now and I could probably record for another hour just because it's been so long. Yeah. But uh, we're going to cut it, cut it now and uh, hopefully return with... Uh, I don't know. What do you want to do next? Do you want to don't do know what we're doing next week? We'll get into some brand new, awesome content. Movie. I can talk to you guys more <laughs> about the big conspiracies going on in the U.S. government <laughs> and how the CIA and the FBI have collaborated to keep all of this information from us, or we can just talk about cop shit. Well, I at least got another. I got. I'll go to the donut place next time and grab the ones that I said I was going yeah, to. Yeah, asshole. <laughs> Fucking do your job. Fucking get the donuts when you're supposed to get them. I want to give a big shout out to Abominations and Technicolor. Oh, yeah. um, I've recently been listening to a lot of their stuff and their shit is really good. I mean, they're talking about kind of esoteric, you know, cult classic type movies that are good but never really got their due, uh, their due and proper. So Yeah, check out Rex Overdrive. Rex Overdrive. <laughs> Love it. Good. Very, very good uh, production value. So, yeah. Anyway, that's us signing off. This is Teddy Maxwell. Dirk Mason. Check you later.